Okay, straight to the lines, uh, because there's all sorts of things, pressures of time, and more to the point, I have on the line Karen Gill. And Karen Gill is the granddaughter of Bill Shankly. Karen, and a warm welcome to the show, and uh, this book is absolutely delightful. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoys it. Well, of course, uh, you know, he was a very, very special man, and, uh, you know, he, he transformed the club in so many ways. Um, but obviously, uh, you've got a perspective which is probably quite different to a lot of people. Yeah, well, first and foremost to us, he was like grandy. He was our granddad, and, and he did all the things, you know, that a, a sort of a granddad does. He took us out for ice creams, and he would p- come and pick us up from, from school and take us shopping and things like that. So mm. that was first and foremost for us. He was our granddad. And we, and we were always a bit surprised and a bit put out when people sort of gathered around him and took him away from us. But if we went out shopping, a crowd would gather around. That would be the end of the shopping spree. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the only time I ever really came into contact with him, and I was uh, I was in a football team, uh, a showbiz team, and yeah. he was one of the managers, uh, Joe Mercer and himself, mm. uh, the Liverpool Dockers Club. Uh, oh, right. But, I mean, the thing is, you know, here we are all these years later talking about a man who, um, he, he just won the hearts of so yeah. many people. And, of course, your story really encapsulates all this in... in great pictures yeah there's some great pictures as well some you know family pictures from family albums and and things people won't have seen you know a side of him that people won't have seen because he was very he he was very much i mean football was his whole life so there there aren't even that many family photographs but Uh um the ones that there were they're all in the book so yeah it's definitely a side that people won't have seen. So, but when you go back to your own childhood, obviously, yeah. you you know you you've mentioned that um, all these fans would suddenly be coming into the uh, arena. In fact, you know the tales are legendary about how close he got to the people. Yeah. And um, when, when you hear your mum and you know dad talking about uh, this great personality, mm-hmm. what sort of memories did it did it evoke for you at a tender age? Um. I think just uh, his presence was very reassuring. It, it was always a presence that you, you know, you sort of as a child. Um, he, he was always. I think he had a. He was finely attuned to a child's, uh, um, you know, feelings. He was. He was a bit of a child himself still, even though he was a grown man. He still liked, you know, he still liked his game of football on a Sunday, and he used to love going down to the bottom of the road and playing with the kids. So I think he was still very much a child at heart, and 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 he was very passionate about um about the game and i think that that sort of that passion is very it's very rare isn't it to see i think those things i'll remember about mm-hmm. him and of course i love these parts of the book where he talks about or you know you've written about the fact that uh, he went and knocked on somebody's door to sort yeah. of tell the lads there's a five-a-side game and he yeah. went, i mean that's absolutely lovely i know well you can't imagine today's managers uh, you know phoning up uh, a 10 year old or knocking around at his house for them to play out at the, bo- the <laughs> you know the bottom of the road it's just it wouldn't happen so um, and i think it was probably even quite rare even in those days but you know it was just this rare quality he had he was he was passionate he wanted to play and he and he you know he the, um i think you know young people he he liked the fact that they, you know you know they were starting out and they were enthusiastic and i think he loved that enthusiasm mm. i'm looking at a, a letter that he wrote uh, to uh, chris uh, rafferty um and he's put dear dear chris received your letter thanks very much indeed i really enjoyed your yeah. remarks about your loyalty to me yeah. and of course your mates and 
and uh, he, he said in the letter that uh, he I worked hard to give you um, a football team uh, mm. that, that uh, obviously uh, he wanted to be close to the people. Exactly. Did, 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 I mean, do you have any memories of him sitting down with his battered old typewriter doing the letters? Oh, yeah, because he, he, he used to type in the front room, which was the <laughs> dining room, and that would look out onto the road. And when he was typing, you could just hear him battering, because he would literally batter the typewriter, because he wasn't, he was very heavy-handed with everything. Yeah. Uh, so you could hear, you weren't allowed to go into the room when he was typing his letters, but you could hear him banging away and, you know, cursing if he'd made any mistakes or anything yes. like that. So, yeah, he, he was very much, he really appreciated, the, you know, the hard, you know, people were, worked hard and they spent their money on the tickets to follow their club, and he really, he appreciated that, and he wanted to show his appreciation. Mm. And, you know, time and time again, we'll be talking to people who have obviously had great personal and, and personal achievements in their life, mm. and they'll all tell you the same thing about this wonderful moment when they met Bill Shankly. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, can you remember, um, for example, w were there any times that uh, he tried to encourage any girls, to, you know, like yourself, to, to have a kick around? Oh, no, no. Uh, you know, football just was not. It, he, he would never have, you know, he wouldn't have condoned it. He didn't, and he didn't think that women had a place in football. Uh, and, you know, he showed that throughout his life. I mean, uh, my nan... Uh, never went. I think she went to one game, and we were never taken to a game. We were taken to the to Anfield uh, to watch the players, or you know, to, to when he would talk to the players or chat to them. But we were never taken to a match, or never encouraged to play ball. So. And, uh, you know, uh, of course, the saying is that behind every great man there is a great woman. Yeah. So, and I know the book's about uh, Grandad, but what, what about um, Nessie? I mean, what was she like? Well, obviously, she was very supportive, and uh, I think she was sort of... Uh, she, su she suffered in silence for many years, let's just put it like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, let's go to how you actually got the idea for the book next, then. So, uh, mm. when did you decide to, to do it? Well, it was... Uh, it was um, Basically to do with the Greek, I now live in Greece in Athens and basically when I went to my nan's funeral there was a huge wreath from the Greek fan, the Greek fan club. Yeah. So when I got back to Athens I phoned up their supporters club and they were just so overwhelmed and invited me to their little office, made a huge cake with my granddad's face on, I had my photograph taken, all that. it felt like I was royalty and I think from that moment I realised, I mean these were people who live halfway around the world and they're you know, they were young men as well. They weren't old or anything. They were like 30s and 40s. And they absolutely worshipped my granddad. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I would love to help people remember him, you know, because he was, he was such a special personality. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was the inspiration really came from, from, the, from the Greek fans, well, I basically. Think, I think you've done this with this book because, uh, you know, even as we're talking, I'm... I feel quite emotional looking at some of the photographs because they're so much a part of all of our lives. Because, you know, as fans of the club, um, mm. you you, are, you still don't feel as if some of the personalities who have died have moved on. I mean, mm. you know, Bill Paisley, Bob Paisley, um, and all the backroom mm. lads, um, mm. that he sort of must have, in some way, in his own way, must have nurtured a sort of training programme, yes. albeit not written down. But, I mean, they all seem to have this true grit that... Yeah the club forward yeah, um, exactly and what about your feelings for the club today do you, do you, do you still um, keep an eye on the results yeah, I keep an eye on the results. I mean, I've, as, as I said before, we were never encouraged to go to matches. So, in fact, in my whole life, 
the, I've been to three matches this year. <laughs> One of them was the Champions League in Athens um, against Milan. Um, I, I mean, I, I love to watch Liverpool play, but I, don't, I, I get so nervous, and I, I, I often think, how did they manage, how do these football managers manage to, to last the whole 90 minutes without having a heart attack or something? So I get a little bit nervous about it, but I, I do keep an eye out, you know, for scores and things like that, but I'm not, I don't go to the match often. Well, I'm I've not got a regular t- match-goer. <laughs> I've got a certificate here, which is your dad, the proud Liverpool crest to, to the right of him, and yeah. um, this is to, to certify that this this particular gentleman, and he's written, or it has been written, all, uh, although a blue nose was a great fan of Shanks. Um, now, this is actually one that you wrote to John, John, John Hamus. And, yeah. uh, I mean, this is the great thing ab- about uh, sport when it's in the, the right traditions, because, mm. y- you know, we, we all secretly, even though we're all Liverpoolians, but when it comes to uh, the, the match, yeah. uh, secretly, we always want Everton to do well, as long as there's just a point exactly. behind us, you know. Mm. Karen, on a personal note, um, uh, how's life in Greece? for you? It's great. Um, it's hot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got, uh, I teach now, so, well, I've been teaching for the last 18 years, so I'm busy, got the two children as well, so just life's rolling along. <laughs> well, I've got a lovely, lovely picture of you in front of me. There's uh, granddaddy, or dear grandy, as you, yeah. as you put, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, the three children with grandy. Oh, yeah. It's an yeah. absolutely delightful book. Let's give it a plug. Um, now, how do, how do people get it at the moment? Is it available through the, the normal sort of channel? In the yep, on Amazon you can you can and, and quite a few other of those um, kind of sites that you can go on and order books and of course through the Liverpool um, Football Club I think there is some kind of um, uh, link on their site on the official site to a place where you can order the book as well. Okay, well I can tell you that it is um, absolutely delightful and if, if anybody gets one of those as a present they're oh. going to be absolutely chuffed. Oh, thank you, Karen. So lots of luck with the book. And Oh, well you. done, it really is nice. Oh, thanks. So it's just come out, it's coming out in paperback as well now. Is it really? Month. Yeah, it's out in paperback, so well, it's done really well, and well, people have obviously enjoyed it, so... As I say, I have it right in front of me. I oh, enjoyed every minute of reading it, and uh, good luck with it. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed speaking to you today. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, we're going to serious issues next. That was Karen Gill, the granddaughter of the remarkable and wonderful Bill Shankly. Sounds good. Forget. I'm not sure could. They say time you 